0: Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Are you thankful this morning, church? Can you all smile at me? Smile. Smile. I'm going to get a smile at me in my message this morning. Being thankful. Having, having um, a grateful heart. Amen. Amen. Well, why don't you high five somebody? Elbow
1: do, do you know somebody. Some heart? I don't know. Take a seat.
0: Very good. Now, you might have noticed the drums were slightly a little bit loud this morning, probably you noticed it on the right side of me. I leant over to my husband and I went,
1: oh,
0: sounds awesome but it's a bit loud. But these drumsticks, see normally we play brushes, but our little Zach played these this morning and they're like between a, a brush and a proper drumstick. So you pull the little... Uh, black thing down and it sort of keeps it loose so if you pull it up it keeps it tight. But these drumsticks are actually really quite special Church, you're probably wondering why I picked up these drumsticks. About two years ago my dad passed away and my dad was a drummer, an unbelievable drummer and at his funeral we actually had his drum kit set up on the stage and it was the most meticulous looking drumstick drumstick drum kit you've ever seen. It was shiny. It was beautiful. And I, at towards the end of the service, I said to Zach, because Zach started to get a heart and a bit of a passion to playing drums. And I said, Zachy, when when the service finishes, go and sit up on Dad's drum kit and I want to take a photo. And I did. And then from that moment, Zachy started saying to us, Mum and Dad, I want to start playing drums. So we encouraged that gift. Uh, we, you know, I said, Zach, do it. And, you know, not pressuring him to do something, but recognising a gift on his life and being thankful for that gift. Anyway, it was uh, a few months ago, my older brother was down uh, visiting my family and they were going through my dad's things. And um, there was my dad's drumsticks and and these drumsticks. And so my brother rang me and said, "Liz, I'd like to give them to your Zaki. And we were like, thank you, that is so precious to have this precious memory and being thankful for my dad and for the legacy and the life that he lived, but also the gift that has been passed on to our son. And why I tell you that illustration, church, is my message today is the power of gratitude. And as we come to the end of a year, and I've said this over the last few weeks, church, that we come to the end of the year and we get tired, we get weary, we might have had a rough year, it might have been, you know, highs and lows, it might we might have been a year of disappointments. But I want to encourage you, church, today, as we're coming towards the end of the year, you can find something to be thankful for. You can be you can find something that you thank God for for the year that's been. And then I want to encourage you to finish the year strong. Some of you might feel like I've got nothing left in the tank. But I want to say that as we're coming into Christmas and as we know this is a time of celebration, a time of thankfulness of what Christ did for our lives, that we can stop and reflect in this season and say, Christ, I'm so thankful for your gift for the gift that you gave us to to humanity. Thank you for all the things in our lives. And this was placed on my heart to preach this word as we finish this year off, the power of gratitude, despite. No matter what you have walked through, no matter what you're still walking through, but we can stop and reflect and say, God, thank you despite. Amen? So church, just following on from Christian, I want to thank you. I know there's a whole bunch of our people away and our teams and volunteers are away, but thank you church for making this year amazing. Thank you for the impact. Thank you for what you've done. You might think that what you do The part that you play in our church is insignificant, but it is so significant. You just turning up is a sign of gratitude and thankfulness. Amen. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And in Colossians 2.7, you ready, church? Ready. Colossians 2.7. I'm going to get rid of these drumsticks. It says in verse 2 to 7, Let your roots grow down into him. And let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Now, I love that scripture. As it says, let your roots go down. Let them go down deep. Not just surface, but let them go down deep and let your lives be built on him. And who knows As our lives are built on him, we have so much to be thankful for just that. Amen, because as we do, then our faith grows. As you know, the the faith, small as a mustard seed, that our faith grows and that the things that we are taught in Christ, we can say, I'm thankful for that. You know, some of you, church, I know that we've got a bunch of visitors here this week, but we've just gone through a a big season in our family the last couple of years. And my brother-in-law, my husband's brother passed away three weeks ago. It's been a tough season, uh, a challenging season, uh, a season of grief and loss, and saying, "Why, God, this doesn't make any sense." But despite, we have had to be thankful. Despite, thankful that Matt had a faith. Thankful that he has left a legacy, and you know that that we got to celebrate his life. You know, uh, over a week ago at the funeral, not that we, we grieved and we had so much sorrow, but we were able to celebrate and thank God for his life and yeah. for his faith. And how blessed we are, church. You know, I'm thinking through. I've had loss in my family. I lost my dad two years ago and, you know, my grandmother. But, you know, they've they've lived a rich, long life. But then when it comes to your brother-in-law who still has so much life to live and raise his beautiful boys, but it's been a different process of thought. But one thing, church, that has really come to me, I thought, how do people walk through a tough situation like this, you know, for my sister-in-law, her two little boys, without a faith, without a God? I don't know how people do it, but I'm so thankful that we have that hope in Him. When we're going through loss, when we're going through grief, that is a moment to be thankful. Amen? Amen? Amen. You know, we can finish this year with, This hasn't been a great year or that's happened or this has happened. But I believe God wants you to be thankful that you are still here, that you are still standing and that you made it through. Amen? Amen. That you made it through from the beginning of the year to end, you are still here. And, uh, you know, that thankful that we know him, thankful that we have God in our lives, our Saviour Lord Jesus in our lives, thankful that we have hope, thankful that we have faith, thankful that we have family, a community, a church, thankful for where we live. You know, we need to stop and reflect and take a moment and breathe in and go, God, look where I live. I'm thankful for that. You know, we can look at all the little things that are going on. I know Christian has illustrated this so many times. It said you can have, you know, 50 things going on in your world that are awesome and one thing that is not going great. And what do we do? We focus on that one thing. We put our energy and our attention and all our emotions into that one thing that's not going great in our lives. But we've got 50 other amazing things going on in our lives. And that's what the enemy does. He tries to, you know, take our attention, pull our attention onto that one thing to take us off track. But who knows, church, that there's always going to be something going on in our lives. There's always something. There's always a contention for, for, for division in our world, contention for our soul, contention, that we need to actually identify that and just go, God, I am still thankful despite,
1: I'm amen, all.
0: living yeah. a life of thankfulness. When you live grateful, every day is a gift.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say that again. When you live yeah. grateful, every day is a gift. That yeah. yeah. you get to get up in the morning. You have breath in your lungs. You get to look outside and go, God, God, I am grateful. I'm grateful that I get to live and breathe. Amen? Amen. You know, 1 Thessalonians 5, 18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, we all know that scripture. We've all heard that scripture so many times, and it says, give thanks in all. Mm-hmm. Not some, but all. And who knows when you're walking through a tough season, That is actually really hard to do, isn't it? But God, how am I meant to thank when this is happening? How am I meant to be thankful when this is not working out? But God says, be thankful despite in all your circumstances. And I want to look at a few words here, the spoken words. We either speak positively, sorry, we either, either, either speak positive uplifting or faith-filled words, or we choose to speak negative words, critical words, comparing, grumbling, or fault-finding. The words we are speaking, church, are constantly affecting the way we see. So when we speak with positive words, we see positive. When we speak Mm -hmm. with faith-filled words, we see that there's going to be hope. We see the faith on the other side of what's going on. But when we speak negatively or we have a critical attitude or we keep fault-finding people or things, that's what we're going to see, isn't it? Words shape our world. The power of our words, church, the power of the tongue can either build up or can build down. Words shape our world. You know, the other day, it was only like, I think, day three of school holidays with our youngest, Zach, and all the parents went, amen. And it was a day where I was still working. I still had things to do. And Zachy was grumbling and complaining and saying, I am so bored, mum. It's not fair. I'm getting really annoyed. I want to do something. I said, sweetheart, I said, today's a day. I've got stuff to do. I just need you to cruise. Let me finish this. And I'll have a jump in the pool with you. And I'm thinking, okay, mum, breathe, breathe, breathe. This is only day three. And who knows, as a parent, reasoning with a 12-year-old sometimes can be really hard. It didn't matter what I said, it wasn't going to shift his mindset. He was in a state of mind and he was complaining and he was whinging and I felt my blood boiling and I'm saying, Mum, breathe, stay calm, stay calm. And I said this to Zach. I said, Zach, you keep speaking the way you feel, I'm bored, I'm over it, I'm annoyed, and, you know, he's getting wound up. I said, that's going to make you feel worse. And he's, like, looking at me, and I said, you need to shift the way you think and the way you speak right now. Now, he's looking at me like, Mum, what the heck are you talking about? Like, I'm talking to a 12-year-old, you know, using adult language. And he just looked at me, and it's like all he's thinking is that I just want what I want, and I want to get what I want, And I'm a kid, so mum, stop. I want it now. I want my way. Okay, so do what I've asked. Now look at that picture, church. Is this sometimes us, sometimes the way we behave, sometimes the way we think like a child, complaining, stuck in our stinking thinking? Okay, come on. But God says, in the middle, in the middle of your mess, in the middle of your circumstance, in the middle of what isn't going on or you're not getting what you want right now or you've been praying for months and years and weeks but it still hasn't come to pass, nothing's shifted, he says, trust me in the middle of this because I've got this and I've got
1: you, Amen?
0: amen? And that's the hope that we can hold on to. There's nothing else because who knows, church, sometimes we can't, see clearly, some can't, times we can't see on the other side, but he says, trust me in the middle. Commit to less time on comparing and more time on exploring your life. Yeah, beautiful. You. I'm going to say that again. Commit to less time spent on comparing and more time on exploring your life. Who knows? We've all done that, haven't we, church? We compare We think they've got more than me or why is that going well for them or, you know, they seem more blessed and more favored. We make these things up. We make a narrative up in our mind and we focus on it. And it robs us of just that exploring our life, being thankful for what we have because God has blessed you and I with so much. And he wants you to identify those things and make a choice. Now, I want to go back when you're walking through situations in your life, church, and things are real. Things are painful. It is, you know, I know in, you know, in the Christian world in church, we're always like, "Oh, it's okay," and be full of faith. Yes, we need to hear that. But it is okay to be real, yeah. to have a vent, to get it out. But don't stay there. Yeah. Don't stay in victim mode. Yeah. yeah. Okay? Good. It's healthy to get it out, to talk it out, to process it, to cry and be real, but then apply what the Word of God says. Yeah, apply the Word of God for your life. Give thanks in all circumstances, despite, because this is the will of God, uh, the will for you in Christ Jesus. Amen? Yeah. Attitude is everything. So today, pick a good one. Very good. Uh-huh. Yeah. And in that moment... <laughs> With my son, Zach, I'm like, yeah, pick a good attitude, buddy. Come on, because you can choose whatever you want to make today a good day. So don't pick a complaining attitude because you should be thankful. Look where you live. Look what you've got. But who knows? We're reasoning with a child there. And us as adults, we need to move from childish ways, childish mindsets, childish attitudes, childish emotions, and mature in Christ Jesus. Amen? See possibilities and speak positively. Address the negative with faith and look forward with hope. You know, God calls us as overcomers. Keep living in victory. You know, I saw this song and I want to read these lyrics of this song and it says, Nothing is impossible. Every chain is breakable with you. You are victorious. You are stronger than our hearts. You are greater than the dark. With you, we are victorious. Amen. Amen. Romans 8.37 says, No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Jesus Christ who loved us. You know, when we live in an awareness of God's goodness, we, continue, we continually fill our mouths with words that say thanks. Just want to focus on that awareness of God's goodness, living and choosing to live in that place of being aware of God's goodness because as we do, that's what's going to fill our mouths. That's what's going to come out and we're going to, we're going to activate that thankful attitude because church, despite, okay, despite, We have so much to be thankful for. Amen? Amen. Now, I want to talk about two things, really simple, practical things. Action, action, the power of gratitude. Now, we all know this, but I just felt like some beautiful little reminders as we come to the end of the year. Is that okay? And the first one is I want to encourage you between now and the end of the year, because I really believe there's going to be power in this, that you set aside some time in the next couple of weeks to write a list of things that you are thankful for from this year or just even speak out that list, God, I'm thankful for this, I'm thankful for this. And as you do, this action will be a reminder of the good and the blessings that you have come through this year and the moments to be thankful for. And, you know, you might be thinking, Melissa, why would I do that? I guarantee as you do, something will shift in your heart and unlock something in your spirit if you've had a pretty tough year. Because it's a moment and a reminder to to say, God, I'm thankful. I want to encourage you to do that. There is so much power in this. I once heard, don't go to God in prayer with your shopping list, go to God with your thanksgiving list.
1: I'm
0: going to say that again. Don't go to God in prayer with your shopping list, go to God with your thanksgiving list. Who knows that we naturally go to God with our shopping list? And that's okay. God, I'm believing for this. I need this to shift. I'm believing for that. List, 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 list. But as we shift to, God, this is what I want, this is what I need, saying, God, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful when you came through here. I'm thankful that you're going to do that. I'm thankful. So you're literally prophesying into your situations, you're speaking faith, even if something hasn't come to pass or something hasn't shifted in your world. And I I have seen this evident in my own life as I have activated a Thanksgiving prayer list to God instead of my shopping list, it's activated tremendous faith. So I will go and I will pray and spend time with the Lord and I hear myself, you know, when, when there's been seasons of things and my heart has been just heavy and burdened down. I've been, God, why? I've literally come to him complaining and whinging and moaning and crying and just saying, oh, and then I I felt like something shifted me and said, Melissa, you need to stop coming to me with a complaining prayer but come to me with a thanksgiving prayer. And as you are thankful, you are prophesying what you want to see shift and it does something on the inside of me. It lifts my spirit. I feel like a joy comes back in me even though, Things don't look great, but he's helping me shift my mindset to thanksgiving instead of complaining, whinging on on what actually is evident and that's going on. Who knows what I'm talking about? Being thankful and giving thanks are two different things. We need to not only give thanks to God but also show thanks. Show thanks to people just like what we did today. We thanked people. We honoured people. We appreciated people. You know, I am such a believer that as you thank people, encourage people, it does something on the inside of you. Yeah. It encourages you as a person. You might not be naturally an encouraging person or someone who naturally thanks people. I want to encourage you. Try and activate that in your life because yes. watch how it will bless another person's life but also bless your own life. Yes. You know, do you, uh, I was thinking about... Imagine if in the home, the home would be so much more peaceful if people just use good manners within their family.
1: Amen.
0: And just being thankful. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Instead of saying, "Oh, you didn't do that. Why don't you pick up those?" Because and gee, you're me. And please, just like, just stop fighting. Or you know, you know what I'm talking about. Picking on those little things in your home with your spouse or your kids or whatever. You know, I heard this podcast. He was saying, imagine how many divorces would actually be limited if the home, the family unit, actually just used kind manners and actually was just more thankful and appreciative of each other, not just kept fault-finding, not keep complaining, not keep moaning and groaning and causing issues in the home that are not even important. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Come on, we've all been there. Not all our homes are always peaceful, are they? Because we're human. We're human. You know, even I just think about over our lives teaching our kids how to show thankfulness, how to be grateful, how to show manners. You know, I always say to our kids, if someone dropped you home or if you're at someone's house, always leave and say, thank you for having me, thank you for the lift, just uh, just teaching them just manners. But who knows that those things have just gone in society, that we've forgotten to do those simple things of, thankfulness and showing gratitude. The second thing is if there's a family member or a friend or a person in your world that comes to mind, send them a message and say, thank you. You're awesome. Thank you for being in my world. There's so much power in this. And as I was praying and thinking about my message this morning from my parents-in-law, Christian's mum and dad, Bill and Anya, and I felt like it was like the Lord saying, you're preaching the word that I want you to preach this morning. And some of you know Bill and Anya very well. They've, they've um, you know, they come and visit all the time. The last seven months they've lived up here to be with the family and to be with their boy before he passed away. And they sent these two messages this, this morning, church, for you because you've become family to them. You've become a strength to them. You've become a press support to them. And this was from... From Bill, my father-in-law, he said, Hi, Melissa, please give our love and thanks to all at church this morning. From Bill and Anya. And then Anya said, Can you thank church today for being such wonderful family to us in this season? We love them all. It was on their heart this morning as they woke and they were reflecting on us, our beautiful church, because for seven months they've been here on a Sunday and they're back in Sydney now and they woke up and went, We are thankful for C3 Noosa for being by our side as we walk through this season with our family and our son. Amen? Amen. Never forget the simplicity and yet the power that rests in gratitude. Thank you, a word we say, but a spirit we live by. You know, I was thinking about Paul and Silas in the prison. You know, they had so much to complain about, so much to moan and grumble about. It wasn't nice. They were thrown into a prison and it was unfair. But what did they choose to do, church? They chose to praise. They chose to be thankful, and that freed them from that prison. Yeah. They sang. They praised the Lord, despite they were chucked into a prison cell. I was thinking about the Israelites. They were uh, in the wilderness for forty long years, and one of the big problems over that time is that they, they kept the Israelites kept the Israelites kept moaning and complaining instead of being thankful. They complained a lot. Yeah. And I believe that this journey would have taken a lot less longer if they had shifted their mindset, their attitude and their outlook. It probably wouldn't have taken 40 years. But it took them 40 years to work out, okay, I need to be thankful despite. I need to shift my mindset. I need to shift my attitude. And then as they did, things changed. You know, learning to be just as thankful when things aren't going good as when things are going good. Man, that can be hard. You know, I had a, um, a family member say to us uh, a couple of weeks ago just through the passing of my brother-in-law, and they said, are you going to hide away for a few weeks, have a few weeks off church and just have time to yourself? And I was like, hey, no.
1: <laughs>
0: Not the other word. I said, the best place that we can be when we're walking through stuff, when we're grieving, when we've had loss, is to be in the house of God, is to be in the word. That's where you will find comfort and that's where you will find hope. You know, I know that some of you today, you might be sitting here and you're hurting. Tragedy has come, but no matter what, The place to run to is the house of God and the word of God. Don't shrink back, press in, but be kind to yourself. This podcast I was listening to and this beautiful story I heard of this woman, she got saved and six months later her daughter tragically got killed in a car accident. Now she was young in her faith. She didn't really necessarily understand everything that was in the Word of God. She would have had a million questions. But in that moment of grief and in that moment of loss, she chose the following week to turn up to the house of God, to press in. That's because she knew that's where she was going to get comfort and she was going to find hope in her tragic situation. She could have shrunk shrunk back. She could have hidden. She could have just kept to herself, but she was like, no, no, I need this community of faith, I need a God, I need hope, I need comfort, and she ran into the house of God despite. Do you know 76 76 times in the Bible it says give thanks? 76 times it says give thanks. Romans 8.28 it says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are, are called according to his purpose for them. You know, you might have had a difficult situation this year. You've had a great loss. You've had great injustice happen to you. Someone has rejected you. Someone has hurt you. There's uh, there's been situations where you've been able to hardly stand to breathe. But in the midst of any of these things, you can find other things to be thankful for. That is what God uses. So then that's when somehow miraculously God uses those things that you've been walking through to work out for good. It doesn't mean that the painful things that happened to you was ever good, but God can make it work out for good. Can I get the team, the music team back up? You know, that's something that I've been saying a lot in this season that our family's been walking through that God is working all things together for good, even though we don't understand, but we can trust in that, that he will work a miracle through this situation. And I believe, church, that some of you here today, you've had some things going on in your life this year, but I believe that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord. Even though it might have been painful, even though it seems so disappointing. But God can use that situation and turn it around for good and use it as a miracle and a testimony to bring glory to him. Amen? You might have had not had a good beginning to your life, but you can have a good finish. You might not have had a good beginning to this year, but you can have a good finish. Why don't you just stand to your feet, church. I want to finish singing that song, Won't Stop Now. And that song, those words, are words to to actually, as a song of thankfulness. Say, God, you won't stop now because your presence is here. Your presence is all I need. So church in closing, I want to sing this song. And as you sing this song, I want you to sing it with thankfulness. I want you to sing it with a uh, sing it full of faith. I want you to sing it with gratitude despite. Amen. And as I as I as we sing this, I believe that God's presence his love, his comfort, his hope, his reassurance is going to flood your heart and your soul. In Jesus' mighty name. Why don't you lift your hands, church? God, we thank you. We thank you for a grateful heart. We thank you for a grateful spirit. Lord, we We are grateful today that you are our God. And Lord, despite you work all things together for good for those who love you. Lord, as we are willing, as we are obedient, Lord God, we will taste and see the goodness, Lord, ahead in our lives. And Lord, I pray
1: that hearts that are heavy today, Lord, you will lift their spirit and their soul Want you <laughs> I you to This